Ravi, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. I, I, I mean, stay, staying at home. Um, yeah. How, are, how are you feeling your time right now? Um, a lot of work. Uh, yeah. for seven billion ideas we've got some really interesting projects on the go right now so um, basically cool. trying to work on those as much as possible really yeah yeah you told mm -hmm. me a few days ago that you were redesigning the website um is that true no no not really no, no, not, um, really. no not not the whole website no for sure okay. no uh but making a, a new page i'm going back cool. to um, my old foe webflow you ever heard yeah. of webflow yeah i probably talked to you about it yeah yeah, yeah webflow. it's 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 really good uh i really like it um, but when you haven't used it for a while and you have to pick it back up again and you have to do something quickly, uh, and time pressured, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit like, oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure we, with all of this situation with coronavirus, I'm sure so many startups have had, have had to, to pivot quickly and, and, and do a lot of different stuff. Can you, can you tell me why is Webflow good? What do you like you about Webflow? Used, have you used uh, Wix or Squarespace before? Yes, yes, I have. So Wix and Squarespace, Wix, I think, is garbage. I, I also don't <laughs> like the adverts that keep following me around the internet okay. with like Carly Kloss and comedians and stuff like this. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Squarespace is decent, but very, very restricted. So anyone who's used it knows that um, the templates they have are good, but they don't offer you a lot of freedom. All right. Uh, Webflow is basically a cross between uh, software like Sketch or Figma. Mm -hmm. and css and html yes instead of like dragging something around on the page what you are consciously doing is editing like css values you're editing stuff like uh margins padding and so and you're putting stuff into div boxes and you're giving stuff headers and like and all this kind of stuff stuff i didn't really know before but webflow really teaches you to mm -hmm. think like a developer um and think in boxes basically anyone who's done web development will probably hopefully know what i mean by that so just to visualize this when you are dragging and dropping, you don't have to worry about putting both things or aligning two images perfectly, just but visually, you just type a number and it automatically. I mean, say for example, say for example, you want to like, if you want to like, just put an image on your web page. what you have to do is you have to make sure that you create an image div, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, and then put that in the right part of the website in the right container on the right section. Cool. Uh, and then you have to, if you want to align them, you can't just like click and redrag. You have to change the way that the parent box mm -hmm. aligns stuff in yeah. it. So if yeah. you've got like a parent box with like two children, kind of like um, on uh, Word, how you can like change the alignment and stuff like that, you can kind of really, you can do that uh, yeah. in a box. You have to kind of really look at the page as like a succession of elements that are just like laid out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's up to you to like manipulate that but you can do some really interesting stuff some very cool animations yeah but it's stuff i haven't really kind of got into grips with yet completely completely All but right. i'd really recommend it the, the the tutorials are amazing they've got an amazing uh webflow university which is really this is, webflow it's, university. I mean, yeah yeah it's a great example of how e-learning should be done just really really well written videos with transcripts underneath All right. um short to the points uh, and you can just watch their like intro to Webflow or I can't remember what they're called, uh, but they're about four to six hours. But literally, if you just sit, watch it and maybe play along with along with it, uh, mm -hmm. you can actually kind of. Um, yeah, you can you can pick it up pretty quickly. I'd highly recommend Webflow. Have, have you used Sketch before? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something I oh, use. You have. Um, yeah, so it's, it's something I use at uh, work as well. So when I when I was making the website for the first time, 
See, this is the thing about Webflow. It doesn't really lend itself well. They want to say to people, oh, you can design in Webflow, but you mm-hmm. can't, in my in my experience, you can't really. Um, I don't have the skills to be able to design things like in, in that tool. I have to try and make something that I've already pre-visualized uh, beforehand. And that's what you so use for Sketch that, for, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I use Sketch for, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm, I find that workflow really is really helpful. I'm actually learning how to use Sketch now. It seems... Uh, I'm going. I'm what going back at it, it. I used to use it for. I used to use it before for in the initial version of Skybox, and now mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you that we are redesigning a Skybox, and it's going to be a mobile game, which is mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. very interested in going back to it I, and seeing the new features they have released. They have redesigned the UI. I'd recommend looking at Figma. So I read a. I read yeah. I read an article on um, Hacker News yesterday. Yeah. And basically, um, it said that. Their team, it was just like someone talking why they moved from Figma uh, from Sketch to Figma. Figma is much more adaptable when you kind of have a team of more than a few people. Mm-hmm. Now, Sketch, I made a commitment to start using Sketch at 7 Billion Ideas maybe about a year ago. And uh, now yeah. there's two or three of us who are using it. But I can really see the scaling problems beyond that. Right. Uh, Figma, because it's completely cloud-based, the assets and the symbols, basically pre-made stuff that you can just pull in. Uh, is a lot easier to share apparently on Figma though I haven't used it myself. I don't uh, like browser-based software. Just what about like uh, Adobe XD? Tried it, opened it, got bored, went to Sketch a long okay. time ago. Uh, I, I, I know a lot of people who are using XD as well right now and they, they actually swear by it, especially since they're paying for uh, Creative Cloud subscriptions. Yes. Um, but personally... Well, uh, this, is, this is a brief intro of what I want to talk to you about today. Apps and UI have basically define the way we live for the last, what, 20 years. They have evolved. Uh, Steve Jobs released the iPhone, apps took on mobile. And I just wanted to discuss with you today about UI in mobile apps. Excellent. Can you tell me, can you, one of the best apps, the best UIs that you have ever thought about or, or, or you use? That I've day? ever used? Yeah. Um, well, like an app that I open up and I think, wow, this is beautifully designed. Designed, maybe it's a great user experience. I, I feel something like... Um... I think the Twitter apps, maybe like three or four years ago, uh, before Twitter started locking down their API and stopped all these other people being able to make Twitter apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more recently, have you ever heard of Things 3? No. Oh, man. Let me send you a link. And hopefully we can put this in the uh, in the show notes. Okay. Um, they are a very, very cool company. It's, it's developed by a country, uh, sorry, a company called um, Cultured Code. And I think they're, they're actually based in Germany, right? But they've won loads and loads of Apple Design Awards and stuff like that. And what's really interesting about Things is it's a uh, it's a to do app, right? Yeah. So it's actually really really functional. And I feel like with a lot of to do to do apps, they kind of make you feel quite stressed when you open them. Yeah. But for me, Things kind of is actually quite calming. It's so well designed. Uh, the whole idea of having tasks that have due dates, and I think it's also like due dates as in like the day that you do it and the day that it's supposed to be done yeah uh, are two different things and i think it's a really important distinction yeah. although it's not the personal productivity app of my choice All right. uh, but i do respect and i do like it yeah i'm actually just seeing the the pricing structure of these guys and it's very intriguing that they charge you for the iphone and apple watch for ipad and then for mac and they have three it's different crazy. prices for them so if you want to get it's the crazy. whole set you have to spend a solid 100 dollars on apps yeah no you're absolutely right and oh. it sucks uh, it yeah. sucks. Um, but at the same time, they do discount pricing if you already had a previous version. And also, when I was using it, I was using it solidly every day for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, 100 quid? And I was using it across all across my iPad, my Mac, and my phone, and, and even my watch as well. I don't know. I'd rather that than a subscription, to be honest. But, yeah. you know, developers got to eat. 
as you know. I get it. <laughs> Moving on, there is a particular story that I want to I wanna chat with you about, and it's how Instagram redesigned their whole UI and their whole user experience. So there is this interesting show in Netflix um, on the, the Abstract show, which... Abstract, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about... And there's one particular episode about Ian Spalter. Is that his name? That, he's, the, he's the, yeah, well, he's the dude from Instagram, right? Just a brief recap. Instagram was funded in about 2010. It was a check-in app. You are in X place, take a picture and just upload it. So you let your friends know where you were, what you were doing, where you were drinking coffee, where you, you went for a concert, stuff like that, right? Uh, there were so many checking apps back in 2010. Facebook was coming through. Full square. As well. Instagram was doing really, really well. At that time, it was called Bourbon. Yeah, like, like the whiskey. The whiskey, yeah. And what they did was that they have something really, really good that was the, the, the tool that allowed users to upload pictures online. And it did it really, really well. Good quality pictures. And it also allowed you to add filters. And then they decided to evolve into, into Instagram. In 2012... They got bought by Facebook. Did you actually know that they they got bought by Facebook for about one billion dollars uh, in cash and, and stocks, and they had just thirteen employees? That's, I did know that. Yeah, that's. I did that's, know that. Very very cool. That's crazy. Like imagine they had thirty million um, users when they sold to 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 Facebook. Only th- only thirty million. What do you mean only thirty wow. million? They had thirteen employees well, like, only. I've, oh, no, for sure, for sure, yeah. that that's impressive. But like, I feel like by the time Facebook yeah. would have bought them, I well, mean, how many how many users did WhatsApp have when Facebook bought WhatsApp? Oh, I have no idea. But it I, must be close to a billion. But what is what is crazy here is that Instagram was bought in about 2012, 2013, and yeah. the the growth they managed to get from zero users to 30 million in just about two years, and just they actually doubled the amount of users in like three months, something really, really crazy. Luigi, what was your, what was your first uh, Instagram post? Okay, let's see. Is your, is your Instagram private or public? Uh, no, it's private. Private, okay, right. Yeah. So we'll have to describe this for the benefit of the audience. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It was uh, me touching uh, the Eiffel Tower. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, very, very nice. What was your first Instagram picture? So my first Instagram picture... It was probably like a food or... A football. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Luigi. <laughs> okay, it has been archived. My first Instagram picture was a picture of a poster that I had of Jimi Hendrix okay. with some terrible filters on it. Um, so you, you actually use the filter? Man, I used to be... The filters were the reason why I started using Instagram. Very cool. Well, yeah, because it kind of made your photos look so cool mm-hmm. and so good. I mean, at least that's what you thought they looked like at the time. Now I'm very much hashtag no filter. Probably for the last two years, I've made a conscious effort not to take any filters. Yeah. But yeah, my first my first picture on my Instagram um, that hasn't been archived or deleted is a picture of a plate of empty food that oh, wow. of a, uh, at a restaurant. The food has been eaten off the plate, kind of like an artistic kind of angle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not terrible, actually. That's actually the magic of Instagram. It's just that it allowed users to make very, very small decisions in their in their photography skills you don't really need to to have a, a huge master in photography and just apply a couple of filters and there, there you go you have a a great piece of art that you can share with the, with, with your friends and i think i think that was the the key success of instagram do you reckon so you reckon it's filters i think it was the ability to add filters filters maybe frames and and 
maybe basic animations that allow you to make your picture personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I, I feel like now though that like the Instagram feed is you know every time I want to post to my Instagram feed, there's just too much. Yeah. There's too much pressure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It has to be a really, yeah. really good photo to post on Instagram. And so for me, the most creative part of Instagram now is the um, stories. Yeah. Which is something they've nicked. Yeah. Uh, something that, that you mentioned is, is the pressure. And I wanted to brainstorm on this because Instagram has caused a lot of pres- pressure on the amount of followers you have. Um, how many people interact with your content? Do, you, do they actually care? How, how do you engage with your followers? And this is not something that has been considered to be very healthy for your brain. What do you how, think? How do you have like literally nearly three times as many followers as me? I don't know. I didn't realize I was talking to a, a social influencer. Oh, wow. Sorry. On, the, uh, and, on and the podcast. Plus is my is, an, is a private account. Oh, and it's private. Oh, right. Okay. And it's private. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into that discussion. The discussion that I want to get into actually is what do you think about Instagram, for example, when they redesigned their whole, their whole UI? in about uh, 2016 they actually one of the ma- major changes was the the number of followers was not the the header the yeah. they they reduced the size they put it a little bit in the bottom and their main goal was to to reduce that anxiety for people to just get followers and post for the sake of, of getting followers instead of posting for the sake of creating good content what are your thoughts on that well it's interesting because like anything <laughs> Instagram's a great example of this. Facebook is as well. Twitter to an extent, you know, the uh, and YouTube as well, right? Mm-hmm. These companies and these uh, applications are incentivized to keep you on their platform for as long yeah. as possible. Like that's all they do. That's that. That's all they want you to do is just keep that app open and keep scrolling. Um, and so they're they're going to use every trick in the book, either consciously or or subconsciously or unconsciously. They're going to use every trick in the book to just hack your brain to just keep you scrolling through that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like those followers numbers are absolutely just one way they need to do that. I think gamification is like a buzzword that should die now. You know, they've, they've gamified, you know, being a social person. Uh, Facebook had it first with the um, number of friends that you had, which used to be a big deal. Uh, Twitter with the number of followers and Instagram would also the number of followers as well. But for me personally, I don't really care about the number of Instagram followers I have. Yeah. Um, whereas i do care about the number of twitter followers i have all oh, right so why, why is that instagram is my uh it's my safe space instagram is is on private it's on lockdown if you are if you are uh, following me on instagram and you've been approved uh, by me then you're a special person because <laughs> uh, instagram's where i if i've had a, one too many to drink or whatever it is right. instagram's the app that gets opened oh that's why it took and- it took you so long to accept me on instagram i guess no probably yeah, yeah so- i was like do i trust this dude or not oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm very happy I made it. I made mm. it through. Uh, it's actually interesting that you mentioned this because um, about the gamification part. Because in the documentary, there is a part that one of the Instagram designers mentions that uh, this is a quote from him, and I'm gonna read it now. Uh, As a designer, I failed if the user has to make a decision that I that they don't care about. What do you think? Do you do you have any thoughts? Do you have an interpretation? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's a, I think that's a great philosophy to have for yeah. sure. Like, so I've got the app open right now. Yeah. Okay, I've got to open my phone. If I want to take a story, one, two, three, four, five, five clicks. To take if a, I want to story. Post a story. Yeah. To take a story, okay? Or five taps, okay? It's interesting how many that actually is. Yeah. Because five. really, because really, that's like a that's like a, a lot of choice, therefore, that you're kind of giving to your user there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think on an Instagram story, maybe I do care about every single 
thing on there because there's so many different options. There's yeah. so many different options there. Yeah, sorry, four or five, depending if you count the swipe over to the story yeah, screen, okay, right? Okay. Oh, well, that's actually quite artistic, that. Right, post-wise. Okay, so if I open it up, find one. I've Instagram, you are curating your Instagram feed. You are never picking the most recent photo that you've picked. Yeah. So I'm going to go through and just pick one, some empty supermarket shelves. Yeah. Um, in Manchester, in the nearest Sainsbury's to me. Everything, all the shelves fully stocked. Only thing's missing. Toilet roll, fair enough. Milk, fair enough. And beer. That's it. That's the only things that were missing. Anyway. <laughs> beer, milk, and... Yeah. What and was toilet, the toilet roll. roll. <laughs> so everyone's like, there's an apocalypse. Better get some beer, milk, and toilet roll. Anyway, okay, look, so I'm going to do it now. Okay, so one, two, yeah. three. Okay, now I've got filters. I'm not going to do any. Four. Caption, I'm going to ignore. Add location, doesn't matter. Five. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's the same. It actually takes you, takes you a while. You know, it's actually interesting that you mentioned this because I, I'm not a person that posts uh, very often, maybe like once a month or even less on Instagram. Yeah. And it's very interesting mm-hmm. because the other day I was trying to make a post of a, a compilation compilation of pictures that I had from a very special place for me. And I had to scroll really way back in my timeline of pictures because you actually never post the latest picture you took, do you? At least that's my no, that's no, a use case do. for me. I don't know. I don't know how how it is for the the, the, the usual or the average um, Instagram user, but it's very it's very cool that you mentioned that. No, 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 no. I think it's very confusing. It's also a very high stakes situation because mm-hmm. some people just really care about the timing and you know for for to get the maximum number of likes. Yeah. Um, for me, it's very much like if I post on Instagram, I'm not hoping that other people are going to like it. I yeah. hope. I, I kind of imagine other people saying, oh, Ravi's posted a great photo yeah, yet again. again. Wow. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does he do this? His lifestyle is so cool. You know? Okay, so you actually... Stuck at home all day, yeah. re- recording podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. So coming to that, let's let's discuss a little bit about the design of the actual user interface that Instagram released. So like the current sure. one, right? So they used to have the, the very old camera and in the logo. They changed it. It was there was a big boom. Everyone was like, "Oh, I hate the new logo. Why is Instagram doing this?" Ian Spalter, he was the main designer that was leading this. Uh, but and in the end, everyone loved it. Instagram grew even more. People forgot about it. But did Instagram grow because they rebranded, or did they, or did they grow because their product was so good and people just accepted the brand um, after? Because the I don't think I don't think was so there was just a rebrand issue here. I think they properly redesigned the whole user experience. Um, if you look at it, the icons that they had, they got rid of all the all the shadows, all the all the things that were obstructing the eye. They made it really simple in terms of, of iconography and how you how you accomplish what you want to get in the in the simplest amounts of, of steps. If you look at it, if you compare the UI a couple of years ago and the new one, 2016 to 2017. Yeah. It's actually crazy the at. whole the whole change they have made. Well, the thing is, the, the thing is though, like, have Instagram really innovated that much though? Mm-hmm. Because you know, if you if you look, I mean, it's obviously one year's change, but looking at those twenty sixteen screenshots and even looking at the current screenshots, mm-hmm. right? It's not that different. You know, you've still got your home screen, which is your main feed. Yeah. You've got the search slash explore tab, which I still don't ever go into yeah. ever. You've got the add new picture button, which we both click yeah. once a month. We've got the likes thing, which and uh, like the the heart one where you can see who's liked what, 
Okay, and who's like requested to follow you, mm-hmm. and then your own page. Yeah, the core functionality hasn't changed on Instagram. The core functionality mm-hmm. hasn't changed. Maybe besides adding Instagram stories, that has become really, really popular, and just yeah. storing those stories yeah. on your profile. I think. I think. But then all the innovate, all the innovation then is on that is on that homepage then, and in your profile as well. Yeah. Uh, like what? Oh yeah, the the stories there as well. The stories there is also. Um, also for 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 businesses, the the ability to add links and and actually say, hey, if, yeah. if you want to get this ticket, yeah. link yeah, in bio, link in bio, and also like swipe up, uh, get the tickets yeah. here. Uh, so I, I think there is where the innovation comes, and it's Instagram maybe is, is a place for you to to see and visualize and connect with those people that you really care about, and maybe have that. I think the stories adds that personal connection. And actually seeing them, what they're doing right now. So, but does the stories add that personal connection, or does it like is Mark Zuckerberg just sat in a chair somewhere saying, you know what, Snapchat's taking way too much market share. Um, let's just copy their functionality. I mean, I have no idea what Mark Zuckerberg does when he sits. I'm pretty sure he's not the one making this specific decision. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day, Instagram is a business, and they're looking at their market share. They're looking at where their users, their users, because they'll obviously perceive them as theirs, where, where, where they'll, where, you know, they'll be saying, oh, you know, too many of our users are spending too much time in Snapchat. How can we get them out of it? I don't think that the main point is about get them out of Snapchat. I think the main point is like, what are these people, what are, what are the users seeing? Of course no. it is. Why, why, wouldn't, why I, wouldn't it be? It would be, what are these users seeing in Snapchat that is so attractive, right, that they don't see on Instagram, right? And it's, it's, it's a... That's the same question, just rephrased. That's the same question from, from same a businessman and that's Re- the same question from a designer Re- point of view. Okay? Yeah, just rephrase to make it no, sound it's, it's, What are they seeing there that they spend so much time and how can we make them feel the same feelings, the same, in the same environment, the same experience in our, in our device without changing our core so values? We can, so, we can, so we can get those users on our on our platform so we can serve them our ads potentially i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep, say no keep, i'm not gonna say keep, no to that and keep and keep this like scrolling like if i look at stories right now okay if i go on to um da, 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 one two three four five six seven eight i think between each user yeah sponsored so i only had, I only had to finish the stories of one user before i got mm-hmm. a sponsored guess what this sponsors story stories yeah, ad is Disney for plus bmw chili's oh, water wow. bottles chili's well man that story is gonna be for for another time, the Chili's water bottle story. Dude, I and then I only went another three, and then I hit another advert. One, two, three, four, and then I went another two, and then got another advert. Yeah. My God, this is crazy. Do you mind the adverts? If it, like if they are targeted to you, and then another advert after only two. Oh my word! I feel like on Instagram, a lot of people mm-hmm. say Instagram adverts are like the good ads. Oh. Because I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I think I think the the pricing is higher for Instagram adverts. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, they they always seem to be higher quality ads, better better targeted to my interests. Um, you know, a lot of people I know buy stuff from Instagram adverts, yeah. whereas I wouldn't probably do that. And I, you know, I think the closest I've ever come to backing something on Kickstarter is from Instagram advert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's actually very similar for me. I think when I'm on Instagram, I actually click. A lot into the ads just because I think they're interesting. I don't think I have ever bought anything because I saw it on an Instagram ad, but I, I it helps me to learn. Even though a lot in Kickstarter because I I follow a lot of Kickstarter projects. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But then you know, Luigi, you know, with that kind of 
penetration of advertising into that experience? How can it not just be about numbers at the end of the day and financials? And, you know, for every second that someone is spending a Snapchat, they're not spending Instagram. How can, how can it not be about that? I would say that the secondary guys just just uh, to our, to a note to our listeners, okay. If Luigi edits this five six second long pause that he just had out, I'll be so angry. But obviously, continue. I would say numbers are a secondary thing. Numbers don't come if you don't have a, a good design or a good core values or a core core feature of a really cool product. If you don't, if you're not able to nail those down and offer to your users and to your community, then numbers are completely secondary and, and they're going to vanish. What's interesting about, you're right. I mean, what, what's interesting about Instagram is that they got, they were such a cool app, no adverts whatsoever, just really, really fun, interesting. And then they got bought by probably the world's most evil corporation. <laughs> um, and they still managed to keep quite a good experience. You know, I personally don't use Facebook anymore, but I still use Instagram. Wow. I, and I think, I think you're, I think you're right. They've, they have managed to keep something. Yeah something i don't know what it is but they've managed to yeah. keep something keep yeah, it alive exactly. about their product talking about this this i, I have a question for you do you want to be a small fish in a big tank or a big fish in a small tank i'd like to be a medium fish in a medium tank well you, you always have to answer this way right <laughs> no um probably small fish big tank. small fish in a big tank cool it i'm just asking because that's basically what happened to instagram they were really good at something Really, they were a big fish in a small tank. They were really good at something. Really, a very small niche of people were interested about. Do you reckon? I would say so, yeah. At the beginning, yes. 50 million users is not that many. 15 or 5-0? 5-0. Compared to the amount that Facebook has, for example. Yeah, but how many how many users does Instagram have? I think they're struggling with... Um, Facebook and Instagram are struggling because there's literally no more people for, to set up who can set up accounts. I mean, at some point, it's going to run out. The success rate should be how are these people engaging with your content and the way how are you making society it, better, right? That's why Facebook changed. Oh, but come on. I, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's the way it should be. But for Instagram, I doubt any of their KPIs are like how are we making it, you know, society better. Their KPIs are monthly active users and uh, like ad revenue per user or something. That's basically why Facebook changed the whole value proposition statement a couple of years ago, which is... Uh, they right now they just want to connect each person in the world. That's it. Okay, that's my own five second pause right, right cool. there. Uh, I I I mean, come on, like fa- Facebook, really, 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 really suck. Sorry, r- they before, really do. Before, as, just as a parenthesis a here, Instagram has now yeah a billion. Yeah, I'm looking at a Hootsuite blog. 30 million users in 2012, 1 billion users worldwide by 2018. Yeah, sorry, keep yeah. going. Facebook. Why do you have so so many Dude. hard feelings against Facebook? Because look at their product. Facebook's core product is rubbish. Yeah. The Facebook, like, if you go through, it's buggy. Uh, it's slow. Yeah. If you want to message somebody, like, I mean, that's just, like, garbage. They've had to, they've had to break it out into another yeah. app because of, of how rubbish it I is. I actually discovered... Uh, the content on there is is making like society yeah. worse sorry yeah, yeah, go, yeah. go ahead i actually discovered um i took a screenshot just to show it to you i was talking to a very very little cousin through instagram apparently you can do video chats on instagram which i didn't know yeah yeah, yeah it's such a bloated yeah. app well not bloated but it's so yeah yeah, yeah. There's There's so, so many stuff, stuff you that you can do, can do. Uh, but then you can take a picture once you when you're talking to people 
you can put face filters and, and all this this stuff but you can take a picture and you can clearly see that I, I'm gonna show you now if you do it just go on a video call with someone and see the camera button and you can clearly see there was a PNG file with a shadow and they just cropped it you see the, the they cropped the, the shadow and it just looks like a square a very ugly square Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Send me Okay, that ignore image. the cat filter, okay? It, I was talking to a small... And put it in the no, show no, no. notes. <laughs> you have to put that in the show notes. Oh, I, I, can I send it to you through WhatsApp? Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got three different options if you want to send me a message uh, using a Facebook platform. Even WhatsApp's got stories now. Yeah. You know, I just, where does this all end? Messages Interesting. got stories. Okay. Messages can do photos and video. Like, where does it Who all end? Who uses the stories on your WhatsApp? No one. What do you mean, no one? Not even your your mom no or your one. dad I, or or your grandma or something. No, my my recent updates, nothing. Nobody, nobody I know uses it. Crazy. For me, it's everyone who's above forty five or oh, fifty. Oh, right. That is that is ugly. Yeah, it is right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. For me, everyone, anyone who is above forty or fifty uses WhatsApp stories. That that's what you know. It's really interesting because I listen to a lot of American podcasts mm -hmm. and stuff. Americans don't understand WhatsApp. Oh. And you, and you do. do you know what, what do you I mean? mean Americans don't understand WhatsApp? No, Americans, they don't use it there. They don't use it in America. Like, if you say WhatsApp to me, they're like, it's equivalent of saying, oh, Telegram it to yeah. me here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? Or like, Viber it to me, or, you know, yeah. WeChat it to me. Like, it's just, people just don't understand it. And um, I think particularly in Europe and in places like India, Asia, mm -hmm. and I assume South America, although obviously you're the experts on that. More people use yeah. it. Yeah, uh, everyone uses WhatsApp in South America, I would say. Or at least most of the people. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's very... And then, and you're saying that a lot of your family use it for what stories? Um, not my family. People above 40 to 50 years old. Okay. People above 40, 50 year olds who are not related to you. They might <laughs> be, they really might be related to me, but they, they don't, they're not necessarily my family. <laughs> Do you know what's really interesting about WhatsApp as well? Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of still got that, you know, Twitter has got that kind of public facingness. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can send a tweet, it could end up anywhere, you know, retweeted wherever it needs to be. Yeah. Um, Facebook posts can be shared and they can break out of their groups and their, you know, individual... Do, do they even have, like, are Facebook walls even still a thing? I posted something on your wall. Does that even make it... Is that, do people even say that anymore? I, I, I think you know. can... I don't think people say it, but you can still... I would say the, the term they yeah. use now is timeline. Timeline, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Instagram. Instagram, you can still, like, kind of break out, become massive in that explore tab, which I personally mm -hmm. don't use. Yeah. Um, or people can send posts from one, one, one to the other. Yeah. But WhatsApp, WhatsApp... You know, I think WhatsApp, you know, I think what Facebook have done, they've, they've realized they've got less of a messaging app there and less of a messaging service and more of a social network. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, they're implementing stories. Yeah. But my, I'd say I'd say my parents' generation, primary, their primary way of social networking is forwarding stupid WhatsApp messages to yeah. each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Yes. And I think that's that's what Facebook is trying to go to now with all the new features that they are planning to bring into. I wouldn't say new features, but more like connect all their like. Facebook Messenger, um, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, just make them connect them all. And uh, with the new yeah. cryptocurrency that they announced last year. Um, Haven't they put that on hold? Yeah, it's on hold. It's on hold, but that was, yeah. they, they didn't kill it yet. Uh, we I, have WeChat that does absolutely everything. And then WeChat is, is, is making it to this side of the world. And you, you get so many people using it. Have you, haven't you seen around Manchester people paying through WeChat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah, which done, is yeah. very interesting. I have never seen that before, at least in, in, in Spain mm. or, or in the US. And I think Facebook was just, was just scared and they are trying to, to take 
a similar idea than WeChat and see how can they connect all their features and all their apps and actually create a community and, and a huge network for people to communicate to each other and actually be connected. A mega app. How, how can you connect people even more than just posting on your wall or just sending a message? I think that's a bigger picture on Facebook. Okay, so what would you say is your favorite social networking application? <sighs> I don't have a favorite. Do you, That's do you very have hard a favorite? for me. Yeah, no, I, I don't have. I a, it's very hard for me to pick a favorite. I would say right now for me, the one I'm 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 the most intrigued about is uh, Twitter, and I'm trying to learn how to use TikTok, which I have no clue. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I'm taking man. this time to get up to date with these gen sets. Yeah, I need I need to I need to catch up, man. When a new app comes out, your sis your little sister knows how to use it, and you have no idea that that app existed you know that's when you realize that you're yeah, getting old and and you're an app developer what are we doing anyway that is such a luigi luigi move to join a social network only when it's dying do you think twitter is dying i don't know i don't know i feel like i think covid19 will either be the making or the yeah. um ending of twitter they still have issues with the board no oh really yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't following that story yeah. recently actually yeah. yeah yeah they still have issues so yeah i guess i guess we will see now I don't know how their revenue is going to go for them. I guess we'll see. They're going to release uh, the Q1 results. They're coming now in April. So I guess we will see. A lot of companies are either going to go really, really down or, or they're going to skyrocket. Cool. Um, well, thank, thanks for calling. Um, this podcast was brought to you by Stay at Home and Stay Safe, everyone.